Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to the podcast and today I'm going to give my review of AEW's Wrestle Dream. Starting off the evening we'll go to our zero hour. It is uh, pretty much as Tony Khan pays tribute to Antonio Inoki to start the zero hour show with Inoki's family and former students of Antonio Inoki such as Rocky Romero and Shibata. They pay tribute to the late great Antonio Inoki. We go into our first official match of Zero Hour. It is Shane Taylor teaming up with Lee Moriarty, Diamante, and Mercedes Martinez versus Athena, Billy, Billy Starks, Keith Lee, and Kojima. I thought it was a good match. Back and forth matchup between both teams with Taylor, Moriarty, Diamante, and Martinez keeping the pace of the match. But Kojima hits a devastating lariat on Lee Moriarty. Pins him for the three. And your winners of the match are Athena, Billy Starks, Keith Lee, and Kojima. Hats off to Athena, Billy Starks, Keith Lee, and Kojima for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is Josh Barnett versus Claudio Castanoli. I thought this was a really good matchup. Back and forth matchup between Barnett and Castanoli with Barnett landing multiple kicks on Claudio. Claudio then lands European uppercuts on Josh Barnett. Barnett and Claudio then both exchange, with Barnett hitting a heel kick on Castanoli. Claudio then gets up, hits a giant swing on Barnett. Claudio then applies a octopus stretch into a roll-up, pins for the three, and your winner of the match is Claudio Castanoli. After the match, Barnett grabs a microphone, he pretty much hypes up Claudio, and he also says that they will meet again in a rematch, which I'm absolutely all for that as well. Hats off to Claudio for getting the win in that matchup. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is Nick Wayne versus Luchasaurus. I thought it was a decent match. Back and forth matchup between Wayne and Luchasaurus with Luchasaurus keeping the pace of the match. Nick Wayne then hits an enziguri on Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus then gets up, hits a choke slam on Nick Wayne, throwing him over the ropes onto the apron. It looked absolutely brutal. Nick Wayne then gets up, hits a moonsault on Luchasaurus for a near fall, but Luchasaurus ultimately hits the finish on Nick Wayne, pins him for the three, and your winner of the match is Luchasaurus. Hats off to Luchasaurus for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we go into our next match. It is the final match of Zero Hour. It is Shane Hasty, Bad Dude Tito, and Mike Nichols versus the Acclaimed for the Trios Championships. I thought it was a decent match. Back and forth matchup between between both teams with the acclaim keeping the pace of the match. But ultimately, Mac, Max Caster hits a mic drop off the top rope on Bad Dude Tito. Pins him for the three. And your winners of the match and still AEW Trios champions are the acclaimed. Hats off to the acclaimed for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we go into the start of Wrestle Dreams pay-per-view. It is the Righteous versus MJF for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships. I thought it was a good match. Back and forth matchup between the Righteous and MJF with the Righteous keeping the pace of the match. Dutch ends up hitting a boss man slam on MJF for a near fall. The Righteous then go underneath the ring, grab chairs. MJF is trying to rally back. MJF then hits a body slam on Dutch as well as a kangaroo kick on the Righteous. And then MJF ultimately hits a devastating heat seeker on Dutch. Pins him for the three. And your winner of the match and still Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions or MJF. Hats off to MJF for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, 
We go into our next match of the night. It is for the Ring of Honor World Championship as well as the New Japan Strong Openweight Championship. It is Eddie Kingston versus Shibata. I thought this was a good match. Back and forth matchup between Kingston and Shibata with Kingston and Shibata both exchanging in the middle of the ring. Shibata, Shibata then applies a figure four leg lock on Kingston. But Kingston quickly breaks the hold. Kingston then hits Exploder Suplex on Shibata. Shibata then gets up, applies an octopus stretch on Kingston, but Kingston breaks the hold. Kingston then hits a spinning back fist on Shibata. Shibata gets up, hits a running knee on Kingston. Kingston and Shibata then both exchange in the middle of the ring, with Kingston ultimately hitting a devastating powerbomb on Shibata. Pins him for the three. And your winner of the match, and still Ring of Honor World Champion and New Japan Strong Openweight Champion, is Eddie Kingston. Hats off to Eddie Kingston for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is for the TBS Championship. It is Julia Hart versus Chris Statlander. I thought it was a great match. Back and forth matchup between Hart and Statlander with Statlander keeping the pace of the match. Hart then hits a Hurricane Rana on Statlander. Statlander gets up, hits a devastating power slam on Julia Hart. Statlander then hits a blue thunder bomb on Julia Hart for a near fall. Hart then goes to the top rope, hits a moonsault on Statlander for a near fall, but Statlander ultimately hits the finish on Julia Hart, pins her for the three, and your winner of the match, and still, TBS champion is Chris Statlander. Hats off to Chris Statlander for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is the Gun Club versus Young Bucks versus Hook and Orange Cassidy versus the Lucha Bros. And the winner of this match will be the new number one contender for the AEW Tag Team Championships. The match itself, I thought it was a good matchup. Back and forth matchup with all teams involved. Nick Jackson and Phoenix start the match. Orange and Phoenix then both exchange. Young Bucks then hit a super kick on the guns. Young Bucks were trying to keep the pace of the match. Hook and Matt Jackson exchange Northern Light suplexes. Penta then hits an enziguri, but the Young Bucks ultimately hit a BTE trigger. Pins for the three. And your winners of the match and new number one contenders for the AEW Tag Team Champions are the Young Bucks. Hats off to the Young Bucks for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is Adam Page versus Swerve. I thought it was a great match. Back and forth matchup between Page and Swerve with Page keeping the pace of the match. Page then hits a fallaway slam on Swerve as well as a springboard lariat. Page then hits a moonsault to the outside taking out Swerve. Swerve then gets up, hits a rolling flatliner on Page. Page then gets up, hits a dead eye on the steel steps on Swerve that looked absolutely brutal. Page and Swerve then both exchange in the middle of the ring with Swerve hitting a 450 off the top rope on Page for a near fall. Page then gets up, hits a buckshot lariat on Swerve for a near fall as well. Page then goes for a buckshot lariat, but Swerve counters it, hits Page with Prince Nana's crown. And then Swerve ultimately hits the finish on Adam Page, pins him for the three. And your winner of the match is Swerve. Hats off to Swerve for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that. We go into our next match of the night. It is Wheeler Yuta versus Ricky Starks. I thought it was a good match. Back and forth matchup between Yuta and Starks with Yuta and Starks both exchanging in the middle of the ring. Starks was keeping the pace of the match. Big Bill makes his way down to the ring. Starks then hits a spear. And then Ricky ultimately hits a Rochambeau on Wheeler Yuta. Pins it for the three. And your winner of the match is Ricky Starks. Hats off to Ricky Starks for getting the win in this matchup.
Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is Zack Zaber Jr. versus Brian Danielson. I thought this was a fantastic match. Back and forth matchup between Saber Jr. and Danielson with Danielson and Saber Jr. both exchanging in the middle of the ring. Sable Jr. was keeping the pace of the match. Danielson then lands multiple yes, kick, yes kicks on uh, Zack Saber Jr. Danielson then hits a running knee on Saber Jr. for a near fall, and then Danielson hits another running knee on Zack Saber Jr. pins him for the three, and your winner of the match is Brian Danielson. Hats off to Brian Danielson for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is a six-man tag team matchup. It is Kenny Omega teaming up with Chris Jericho and Kota Ibushi versus Will Ospreay, Sammy Guevara, and Takeshita. I thought this was a great matchup as well. Back-and-forth matchup between both teams with Omega, Jericho, and Ibushi keeping the pace of the match. Takeshita then hits a blue thunderbomb. Guevara then hits a senton off the top rope. Jericho then hits a lion salt for a near fall. Jericho then also hits a springboard dropkick on Takeshita, sending Takeshita to the outside. Guevara then hits a standing Spanish fly on Jericho. Guevara then hits a shooting star press to the outside. Omega and Osprey then both exchange in the middle of the ring with Guevara hitting a code breaker on Jericho. Ibushi and, and Takeshita then both exchange in the middle of the ring with Jericho hitting a Hurricane Rana off the top rope. Osprey then causes a distraction. Don Callis then hits Jericho with a bat. Guevara then goes for the cover, pins for the three. And your winners of the match are the Don Callis family. Hats off to the Don Callis family for getting the win. In this matchup. Moving on from that. We go into our next match of the night. It is for the AEW Tag Team Championships. It is FTR versus Aussie Open. I thought this was a good match. Back and forth matchup between FTR and Aussie Open. With FTR keeping the pace of the match. Dax Harwood and Davis then were keeping uh, exchanging in the middle of the ring. Daxon hits multiple German suplexes. Daxon hits a slingshot uh, Liger bomb for a near fall. FTR then hit a pile driver off the apron. It looked absolutely brutal. And then FTR ultimately hit a shatter machine. Pins for the three. And your winners of the match and still AEW Tag Team Champions are FTR. Hats off to FTR for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is the main event of WrestleDream. It is Darby Allen versus Christian Cage in a... Two out of three falls match for the TNT Championship. Number one, I thought this was a great match. Back and forth matchup between Allen and Cage with Allen keeping the pace off the match. Darby hits a quick roll up on Cage, pins for the three, and Darby wins the first fall. Darby then hits a code red on Cage for a near fall. Darby then hits a coffin drop to the outside. Cage then throws Darby into the uh, still steps on the outside. It looked absolutely brutal. And then Cage gets the second fall due to a countout. A stretcher comes down to the ring. Cage then uh, rips up the ring mat. But then Cage sees uh, Darby Allen uh, getting put on the stretcher. He ends up hitting a frog splash off the top rope to the outside on Darby being on a stretcher. It looked absolutely brutal. Cage then hits a kilt switch on Darby Allen off the ring. Cage then applies a scorpion deathlock. Darby then breaks the hold. Darby then hits a Scorpion Death Drop on Christian. Darby then hits a Coffin Drop for a near fall. Cajun goes for a spear but missed and hit the referee. Cajun hits a low blow. Nick Wayne is here, but Nick Wayne ultimately hits Darby Allen with the TNT Championship, which allows Cage to go for the cover, pins for the three. And your winner of the match and still TNT Champion is Christian Cage. After the match, looks like Nick Wayne embraces Christian Cage. 
Wayne then attacks Darby Allen. Sting is here. Sting tries to attack Nick Cage, or Nick Wayne and Christian Cage. Luchasaurus is here as well. Luchasaurus ends up attacking Sting, and then the lights go out, and then we see a muscle car going down the street, and then on the road it says Rated R, and then Edge music hits, and Edge makes his way down to the ring. That's correct. Edge is now all elite. Edge comes down to the ring to save Darby Allen and Sting, and fights off Nick Wayne and Luchasaurus. And like I said, it looks like Edge is now all elite. <clears throat> a couple things I want to say <clears throat> about Wrestle Dream before I get out of here, man. Number one, this was probably one of the best pay-per-views AEW's put together. As far as quality of matches um, on a pay-per-view, this was probably one of the best. And to be honest with you, this might be a hot take, man, but I think Wrestle Dream match quality-wise surpassed all in and all out. 100% on All Out. Absolutely. I mean, the storyline builds leading up to this pay-per-view, the quality of matches that we got, there was not one match on this card I truly think disappointed. If I'm being quite honest. I think every match here had a purpose. Everybody showed out. And, and, and it was it was just incredible, man. I mean, the you know starting off with the Zero Hour, when we have you know Tony Khan in the ring with Rocky Romero and Shibata paying tribute to the late, great Antonio Inoki, and seeing Rocky Romero and Shibata, former students of the late, great Antonio Inoki, in the ring, paying homage to Inoki. Uh, and, you know, for what it's worth, man, Inoki, you know, he meant so much to the, you know, to the wrestling business. He really did. I mean, credit, I didn't get a, you know, a chance to really watch Antonio Inoki. I did a lot of research on Inoki. And he was just incredible, man. I mean, what he did for New Japan, starting New Japan, the matches that he's had, um, you know, he's known also for wrestling or having a match with... Muhammad Ali, he's just had fantastic matches, man. He used to team up with Giant Baba back in the day. Um, he's a legendary dude, man. Antonio Noki is one of those guys who's an absolute legend, obviously a humongous legend over in Japan. Um, and obviously there's probably not a lot of people who know a lot about Antonio Noki, But um, the impact that he made on professional wrestling, man, is just incredible. Absolutely incredible. So it was awesome you know, to see Tony Khan you know, pay tribute to Anoki. Seeing Anoki's family there as well. I think uh, his grandkids were there to celebrate uh, Anoki, which was absolutely awesome. Um, but the Zero Hour was awesome, man. I mean, there was not really a match on there that disappointed. Josh Barnett versus Claudio Castagnoli. I, I was a big fan of that match. Uh, the things that Josh Barnett has done in his career as far as, you know, obviously a lot of people know him from his MMA background and, you know, former UFC heavyweight champion. You know, he's fought for UFC. He's fought for uh, Pride FC over in Japan. Uh, legendary career in MMA. Uh, obviously, you know, now he's wrestling more. You know, he's wrestling for Bloodsport, uh, GCW, and stuff like that. And to see Barnett and, the, you know, in the ring against Claudia was absolutely awesome. Um, and honestly, I would not mind seeing a rematch between both Barnett and Claudio Castanoli, if I'm being honest. It was a great match. Uh, Nick Wayne and Luchasaurus. I mean, obviously, Nick Wayne made a humongous impact last night with what he did uh, last night on Wrestle Dream by attacking his best friend Darby Allen turning heel and joining the likes of Christian Cage and Luchasaurus so you know Nick Wayne you know was like the hell with it and I'm gonna you know go heel and that's what exactly what he's doing and Christian Cage is gonna kind of take him underneath his wing and kind of teach you know Nick Wayne the the ways of the ring and how to be a heel so it's definitely going to be interesting to see what's going to happen next with Nick Wayne uh in the foreseeable future so I'm definitely excited about that um the acclaim match was also awesome as well 
And then we get into the main card, man. And the main card did not disappoint either. MJF versus the Rigis. You know, a lot of people are still trying to speculate who it was that attacked, you know, Jay White at Dynamite last week. And to be honest with you, I know it's not Edge. Um, if I'm being 100% honest with you guys, I told you guys this a couple days ago. You know, I think it's Adam Cole. I think Adam Cole was the person that attacked Jay White. I think, you know, Jay, uh, Adam Cole was going to turn heel and join the kingdom with Roderick Strong and Matt Taven and Mike Bennett. And we're going to get a match again between MJF and Adam Cole, where Cole is now the heel. And this is only going to put MJF over immensely as a babyface, man. And honestly, the story writes itself. I can totally see a match going down at full gear between Adam Cole and MJF. Once again, for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. 100%. I would not be surprised if we did not see that. And, you know, for what it's worth, a lot of people were like, oh, well, you know, I liked MJF as a heel, but what he's done as a babyface and just the matches he's had, the moments he's had with Adam Cole, you know, I think it's not it's not the time right now to, to bring MJF back as a heel. This is a perfect opportunity to put Adam Cole as a heel. 100%. So I think Adam Cole was the person in the Devil's Mask attacking Jay White with the kingdom, 100%. I 100% believe it's the kingdom and Adam Cole that attacked Jay White. I would not be surprised, and I think, honestly, for what it's worth, I think the injury that Adam Cole sustained or telling people that he got is a work. I think we're being 100% worked by Adam Cole, to be 100% honest with y'all. Um, Eddie Kingston and Shibata, fantastic match. I'm loving what AEW is doing, doing right now with Eddie Kingston. And honestly, for what it's worth, man, sky's the limit for Eddie Kingston. I definitely look forward to what's going to happen next with Kingston, especially holding that Ring of Honor World Championship. Uh, Julia Hart and Chris Statlander, I really wanted to talk a lot about this and touch bases on this as well. Um, Statlander is an absolute legend, man. That, that, you know, what she's done with the TBS Championship has been absolutely phenomenal. Um, but I have, you know, to tip my hat to uh, Julia Hart. Julia Hart has really come into her own. She's had really good matches, and honestly, for what it's worth, and I know this might be a hot take, man, but I'm not going to lie to y'all. Julia Hart probably has one of the best moonsaults in the game right now. Her moonsault is flawless. It's better than Charlotte Flair, if I'm being honest, man. That is poetry in motion, that, you know, the moonsault that Ju Julia Hart lands off that top rope. And honestly, if, you know, give it another year, maybe two max, Julia Hart's going to be a force to be reckoned with, man. She gave Chris Dantlander a run for her money in that matchup, in my opinion. Um, am I happy that Statlander won? Yeah, I think there's a lot more things on the table for Statlander with that TBS championship. Um, and I look forward to what's going to happen next with, you know, Statlander. Who's going to challenge Statlander next with the TBS championship? Uh, and Julia Hart, I mean, sky's the limit for Julia Hart, man. She's still so young in the wrestling game right now. And, you know, with Brody King and Malachi Black and Buddy Matthews kind of teaching her the ways of professional wrestling, I mean, sky's the limit for not only for Julia Hart, but House of Black. And right now, with what Julia Hart's doing, man, it's absolutely incredible. So, again, my hats go goes off to Julia Hart. She did a fantastic, you know, had a fantastic match. And I look forward to what's going to happen next with Julia Hart as well as Chris Statlander. Um, you know, we had the Gun Club versus the Bucks, Hook and Orange Cassidy and Lucha Bros. Solid matchup. Um, I did notice that, you know, Phoenix got a little injured in that match. I know he was injured, you know, a week prior. And I did find out that they were kind of, you know, trying to ease the ropes, if you will, for Phoenix, because Phoenix has a big profile matchup with the International Championship uh, this coming Wednesday for, uh, against Nick, uh, Nick Jackson uh, in the title defense that he's going to have. So they're trying to keep him as healthy as they possibly can be for that title defense, which I completely understand that. 
Uh, Adam Page versus Swerve, man. Again, I mentioned this a couple days ago. Swerve is absolutely incredible. Um, and I, for what it's worth, man, I think you know Swerve is severely underrated. Swerve is doing a fantastic work right now with what he's done in AEW. And to be honest with you, he needs to be one of the top guys for AEW. He's a workhorse, man. Swerve is a company guy. You know, I, I looked at the you know AEW Wrestle Dream post media scrum, man, and Swerve. Everything he was saying was the truth, man. I mean, the guy wants to be in the top spot. He wants to be the guy, one of the guys who's a top draw for AEW. He needs to be in that conversation. You know, he even got praised last night from Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho last night in the post-media scrum. Swerve is severely underrated. And he, I mean, for what it's worth, man, Swerve is a company guy. You know, you hear him in the post-media scrum and saying that he's doing music videos and stuff like that, but he's going to do whatever he can to, you know, take a flight, out to Wrestle Dream to make that show and be on time for AEW and Tony Khan. He's a company man. You know, Swerve needs to have championship gold around his waist, and I mentioned this a couple days ago, you know, whether it's a TNT championship or international championship or the AEW World Heavyweight Championship, it's time for Swerve to be in that conversation. And I think him beating Adam Page kind of, you know, helped him get into that category. And I'm not, you know, and I'm also not going to sit here and knock Adam Page either. Adam Page is a great wrestler as well, but it does dawn the question, what is going to be next for Adam Page after the match he had with Swerve? Because as of late, there's really there's been nothing for Adam Page, man. Nothing. And I don't know what's going on with him and the storylines and stuff like that, but he's not put into anything right now. Nothing. You know, I was happy that he got this match with Swerve, but, and I'm not going to sit here and say it elevated Swerve's career, but Swerve is severely underrated, man. Swerve needs to be in title conversations. Period. 100%. I said the same thing even when Scorpio Sky became the TNT champion, you know, my, my biggest issue with Scorpio Sky was that he had to get the hell away from Dan Lambert. And the whole American Top Team thing, man, it just was brutal. And I feel like with Scorpio Sky, he was, you know, when he was a heel, I feel like that whole narrative was just pushed. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't coming off organic. Not as much like when he was teaming up with Ethan Page. Ethan Page is a perfect heel. And it just comes out so fluently with Ethan Page. Where for Sky, it just it it just wasn't there, man. He's he is a babyface, you know. And Swerve, I mean Swerve, can, you know, he can be a heel and a babyface. I think Swerve being a heel was absolutely fantastic, absolutely. You know the work he's done with the Mogul Embassy and and having Prince Nana and and Brian Cage and the Gates of Agony is a stable that's a force to be reckoned with, man. To be honest with you, a hundred percent. So Swerve is severely underrated. I look forward to what's going to happen next with Swerve as well as Adam Page. But hats off to Swerve for getting the win in that matchup last night against Adam Page. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. and Brian Danielson, man, again, fantastic match. Um, you know, it really showed you that the different dynamics of professional wrestling, a lot of submission wrestling, which I'm a huge fan of. Uh, Brian Danielson, man, is an absolute legend. Um, I know his career supposedly is coming to an end. As far as in-ring is concerned, I know he's mentioned that, you know, this might be his last year as far as in the ring. Um, but, I mean, he's he's had a hell of a career. And the things he's done with this AEW alone, man, having these dream matches, you know, Danielson versus Omega, Danielson versus Okada, and then we get Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr. He's having one hell of a career. And, you know, my hats go off Danielson as well as Zack Sabre Jr., man. Zack Sabre Jr. is, that dude's real deal. He's legit, man. I mean, that guy, he was giving Danielson a run for his money in that matchup for a little while, you know, and I can understand why he is, you know, New Japan's television champion, man. The guy is an absolute legend. 
as far as submission wrestling is concerned, man. He's a very good technical wrestler. Um, and just Brian Anderson was the better man last night. And he ended up getting, you know, becoming victorious and getting the win over Zack Saber Jr. So, again, you know, what's going to happen next with Brian Danielson? Who's going to be the next person that Danielson is going to challenge? Um, who knows, man? Full gear is coming up next month in November. Will we see Brian Danielson on that card? I don't know, but I definitely look forward to who's going to, you know, who's going to challenge Danielson next um, in the foreseeable future. I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, moving on from that, we also have uh, this six-man tag team matchup with Omega teaming up with Jericho and Ibushi versus Osprey Guevara and Takeshita. Man, I think what Don Callis is doing with the Don Callis family has been absolutely phenomenal stuff. And you know, to see Omega and Jericho and Ibushi teaming up, man, it was absolutely fantastic stuff to see. Uh, both Omega and Jericho and Ibushi all teamed up very well together. Everything was pretty much they gelled perfectly together, man. To be honest with you, and uh, I was happy. That they put on a great match. Um, the outcome of the match, I can understand why it happened because I think this whole thing with Don Callis and Kenny Omega is far from over. Um, and I think Don Callis will start to, you know, add more names to the Don Callis family. But again, awesome match between those two teams. Uh, Darby Allen and Christian Cage, again, awesome main event. It was great to see Darby in a main event for a pay per view. Um, and a lot of things happened, man. Nick Wayne turning heel, attacking Darby Allen with the TNT Championship, and obviously the big. News that Edge, Adam Copeland, debuted last night for AEW as the Rated R Superstar. It's absolutely phenomenal stuff, man. And I also seen him at the post-media scrum as well. And he, you know, talked about WWE and it was time for him to move on. He pretty much outgrown WWE and he wanted to um, add some new names to his list. And, you know, kind of get away from WWE and start with AEW. He wanted to help the talent that's on AEW. And he, and from what Tony Khan was saying, he is a full-time employee edge is going to be on tv quite a bit so it kind of took me took me by surprise i thought he was going to do more of a part-time schedule but he's there full-time weekend and week out man so i definitely look forward to what's going to happen next with edge i did hear through the grapevine that edge's first challenger will be luchasaurus um i think we will hear from edge uh this wednesday on um their anniversary show on dynamite so i'm definitely looking forward to that as well so all in all, man, it was a solid show last night for Wrestle Dream. I think one of the best pay-per-views that AEW's put together so far this year as far as uh, quality of matches. And I definitely look forward to what's going to happen next with AEW as well as Edge, man. I'm definitely looking forward to what's going to happen with Edge and what he's going to say uh, this week on Dynamite. But with that being said, this is my review of AEW's Wrestle Dream. I hope you guys are out there staying safe. Be careful and remember, stay classic. Peace.